Well, this is Reset. I'm Michael Puente in for Sasha Ann Simons. Speaking Spanish can be an important skill, the means of communication and a marker of identity, especially for Latinos who live in the United States. The Spanish language is a source of pride for some, and many Latino parents encourage their American-born children to speak it. And here's an added bonus. The United States has one of the world's largest Spanish-speaking populations. That's why the new, a new study from the Pew Research Center explores among Latinos in this country how many are actually speaking Spanish and how important this in this piece of identity for future generations being raised in the United States. Sasha recently spoke about that, that study with Mark Lopez. He's the director of race and ethnicity research at Pew. So I'm going to pass the mic back to Sasha for a bit here for her conversation with Mark, who starts by explaining why his team wanted to explore this topic in the first place. Well, we've found in the past in a number of different surveys that, for example, about half of Latino adults uh, had told us that speaking Spanish was essential to their Hispanic identity. And of course, as you noted, many parents want their children to learn Spanish partly as a uh, as a skill, but also as a, as a way to re to connect with the family's ancestry, uh, culture, and origins. And so there's many different reasons why people might choose to uh, maintain that Spanish as part of their family's heritage. Um, but that was one of the main reasons why we wanted to look at this. And, and it's uh, really interesting to see what opinions Latinos have about Spanish in the United States today. Yeah. And so we're clear, for the purposes of this report, the terms Hispanic and Latino, they're used interchangeably, right? That's correct, yes. And even in our survey, we also uh, use Latinx in the survey for those who might identify as Latinx. How did you come to that decision? Because I know that there's typically some debate among, you know, different phrasing and different terms, especially, you know, when it comes to Hispanic and Latino culture. Uh, well, we wanted to offer the opportunity for people to choose the identities that they wanted to use throughout the survey. So, for example, at the beginning of the survey, we asked, do you have a preference for Hispanic? Latino or Latinx. And then whatever preference that person indicates, we use that throughout the survey to um, to um, shape questions. So for example, a question might read, um, do you think Hispanics in the United States today, and then whatever the topic might be, but if they indicated Latinx was their preferred term, we say, do you think Latinx people in the United States today? We just wanted to be respectful of the ways in which people identify themselves and also how they choose to describe the population that we're talking about. Yeah. And tell us more, Mark, about who you talked to for this uh, this study. I mean, where do respondents come from? So this is a nationally representative survey of U.S. Latino adults. So this includes people who are immigrants, people who are U.S. born, um, people who trace their roots to Mexico, to Argentina, to Venezuela, to Cuba, to Puerto Rico. In other words, it's meant to be nationally representative of people of this heritage and people must self-identify as part of this group. Um, and it's actually representative of the 50 states plus the District of Columbia. I see. So I want to get back into some more takeaways here. You found that most American Latinos speak Spanish. Actually, 75% of them say that they can actually carry a conversation in the language pretty well or very well. Any surprises there to you? Or I wonder if you thought the number would have been even higher. I uh, know this is about where we have seen this number over the past few decades. And in fact, it's interesting when you mentioned earlier at the top of the segment that the U.S. is one of the world's uh, um, largest Spanish-speaking countries. And when you take a look at the number of Latinos who speak Spanish in the U.S. today, that number is about 40 million. Um, but the total Hispanic population is about 64 million. 
So our survey was just of adults, but even among Latino adults, some don't speak Spanish. And so 75% is about what we have seen before in other surveys and also in government data sources. I see. You know, and to your point, I've only been living in Chicago for a few years, Mark, and uh, I actually Mm -hmm. migrated to the U.S. nine years ago. Uh, from Canada. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I had it in my head that Spanish was an official language of this country all this time. That's what I thought, only to find out while preparing to talk with you, it's not. That's correct. I might even say English is not the official language of the country either. Um, But it is striking that many states, many local governments, and some federal government uh, programs as well, for example, provide forms or questionnaires or or anything where somebody might engage with the with the local government, even voter registration forms in different languages, including Spanish. But in the United States, English is spoken most uh, by is, is a most spoken language. But after English is Spanish at that 41 million that I mentioned. Yeah. The next uh, most spoken language is Chinese at about almost 4 million people, and then Hindi at about 3.2 million people, according to the Census Bureau. But as you can see, Spanish is far and away the second most spoken language in the country. Yeah. And uh, to that end, nearly all Latinos surveyed by Pew Research Center, so 85% of them, said that it's at least somewhat important for future generations who are growing up in this country to speak the language. Um, I personally have friends who made it a point to talk to their American-born Latino toddlers and children in Spanish all the time and teach them more and more as they grew up. Would you say, Mark, that this is still occurring in in many households from what you've seen, or or are we slowly losing that practice? Uh, No, we are seeing that practice continue in Latino households today. In fact, more than half of Latino parents are doing something like this with their U.S.-born Latino children. Uh, But we do see that the... The, the share of Latino parents who do this changes across immigrant generations. So, for example, Latino immigrant parents, nearly all of them are teaching Spanish to their children. Uh, the U.S.-born adult children of immigrant parents, uh, when they talk to their kids, yeah, but more than half are, are, are teaching Spanish to their children. But those who are third or higher generations, in other words, they're, they're, they're Hispanic parents who were born in the United States of U.S.-born Hispanic parents, um, when they talk to their children, relatively fewer, uh, fewer than uh, fewer than half, are teaching Spanish to their children. So across the generations, mm-hmm. it does look like you know, the farther you are from your immigrant roots, the less likely this is to happen. I don't think that's new, by the way. This is something I think that's been in place for a long time. But for Latinos in the United States, uh, during the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, we had a large infusion of newly arrived immigrants, mostly from Mexico and Central America. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing now a new infusion of immigrants from South America, for example, and Central America into the U.S. It's likely that we will continue to see a large share of Hispanic parents teaching Spanish to their kids. But we don't know exactly how things will be in the future because it is really that third or higher generation that's the fastest growing part of the Hispanic population today. Now, um Mark, not all Hispanics are Spanish speakers. And what I found most interesting in your study is that about half of non-Spanish speaking Hispanics, they say that they've been shamed by other Hispanics for not speaking Spanish. What else can you share about that? And what does the shaming look like? Yeah, it's really interesting. It could be a variety of things. And it could be everything from um, somebody, uh, when the when it when when they're speaking to a Spanish speaker, and the Spanish speaker realizes that that uh, the Latino that they're speaking to doesn't. 
speak Spanish, it might result in shaming that goes something like this. What a shame that you've lost your culture. Your parents must be must be um, ashamed of you because you haven't maintained their culture. You don't maintain the connections to your family's ancestry. It could go anything like that. Mm. Other times, it could be something much more in sort of everyday conversation, kind of just uh, something that just sort of comes up. And in fact, I have to say this happened to me recently at a really? sandwich shop near where I live. It happened the week we were about to publish a report. Um, I walked in. I was tired, I was exhausted, you know, and, and I'm bilingual, but I was speaking English to the guy at the, at the counter, and he was Salvadoran, or he's Salvadoran, and he said to me, your name is Spanish, um, do you speak Spanish? And I said, uh, si, un poco, and then he started to ask me where I was from, and so forth, and it ended up with him, before I left, saying, you should speak more Spanish. So I felt mm. a little bit kind of like, hmm. Like you were being judged. About... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not in a in a nasty way or in a mean way. I think he was really just trying to have a conversation. Um, but sometimes that can happen too. A third way that it happens is, um, and this is among non-Latinos, is oftentimes the expectation will be, ah, you're a Hispanic or Latino, you must speak Spanish. So I've had many moments when I was, and by the way, my bilingualism is not is relatively new. I didn't, I grew up speaking English first. Uh-huh. But uh, I, I have found that non-Hispanics will sometimes approach you and speak to you in, in Spanish because they assume you must be Spanish, a Spanish speaker. Yeah. What exactly is Spanglish, since we're on the topic, and, and how does that come into play here? Uh, oh, that's a really great that's a really great question. So Spanglish uh, is a combination of English and Spanish that you hear uh, many younger Latinos, particularly uh, bilingual Latinos, use. And it's uh, you know, they'll, they'll go back and forth between English and Spanish in a sentence or in a, common, a combination sometimes even creating new words that are a combination of English and Spanish. Um, about uh, about 60-plus percent of Latino adults tell us that they have, they use Spanglish at least at some point in their, in their day, or they hear it at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is really U.S.-born Latinos who are the children of immigrant parents who are most likely uh, to say that they, uh, that they use Spanglish. Yeah. Uh, again, this is something we've been tracking for a while. Uh, but it's also something that I, you know, I hear many, uh, many young Latinos just going back and forth between English and Spanish in the same sentence sometimes. Yeah. And, and I feel like a lot of us do that. I mean, I, I come from the, the Caribbean. Yeah. I'm, I'm Jamaican and, you know, Patwa is our, you know, our English dialect. And uh, just even when I'm talking among family members, I go in and out of the English I'm speaking with you right now to our dialect. And it, it's just natural. We just kind of do it all the time. And I don't find that anyone has an issue with that. I think it's kind of a known thing that, you know, I'm here in North America now, so it's it's going to kind of be a little mixed <laughs> depending on the environment that we're in. Uh, I think it's a, that's a really good point. You know, one of the things that you just highlighted, I think it's important to take away from this report is, well, we're talking about the U.S. Latino experience with Spanish. Um, this is happening with other groups of uh, of, of Americans, and I think it's happening around the world, yeah. wherever you have people who move from one country to another, where different languages are spoken in those countries, and there are tensions like this sometimes, and sometimes they're not even tensions. Sometimes it's just um, the way people interact with each other. Right. But that uh, that how people's U.S.-born children might interact with somebody who's, say, Indian, do they want to learn Hindi or not? And what happens when they go back to India? How are they treated? They might be teased about having an American accent, for example, in mm-hmm. Hindi. So there, are, this is not just a Latino phenomenon. Yeah. So, uh, you know, at the same time, uh, 78% of U.S. Hispanics say in this report that it is not necessary to speak Spanish in order to be considered Hispanic. And now, of course, even though there's a a strong majority of of Hispanics who say that, 
there were some notable differences in the views among the the subgroups, right? So, for instance, kind of to your point earlier, Mark, Latino immigrants, they were the ones who were more likely than U.S.-born Latinos to believe that you do need to speak the language to be considered Latino. Um, that's right. Uh, even though a majority of them still said you don't have to, right. to be considered Latino. Mm-hmm. But isn't this interesting? When you take a look at this finding and you contrast that with one of the ones you highlighted earlier with um, 85% of Latino adults say, hey, future generations of Latinos in the United States should speak Spanish. But at the same time, there you've got 78% telling us that, you know what, uh, speaking Spanish isn't a requirement to be considered uh, a Latino. But this gatekeeping about who is truly Latino and who is not has long been a conversation about identity among the nation's Hispanic population. Language is one of those dimensions of this. And if you remember the 2015 Republican presidential debate, right? Uh, and one of them, Marco Rubio, challenged Ted Cruz to see who's a better Spanish speaker. But it was partly about uh, yeah. gatekeeping, about I am more Latino than you. Uh, but there's also other dimensions that this happens on around skin color, around where you grew up, around the groups that you're a part of, about what generation you are. Um, it's really interesting that as Latinos in the United States, we continue to have these conversations about who really and who really isn't part of the group. Yeah. Well, leave us with this. What other conclusions would you say you draw from the findings about the future of Spanish in this country? I think Spanish still is going to play a major role in the in, in, in life in the United States for U.S. Latinos, but its role is changing as we see the next generation, which is largely U.S.-born and many of whom grew up in households where Spanish isn't spoken. I do wonder whether or not we will start to see perhaps a peak of Spanish at some point and perhaps a, a growing share of Latinos speaking English only. Um, we've been there before, by the way, in the 50s and 60s. Uh, the world was very different then, but it was a more settled uh, population of second- and third-generation Latino families, many of whom uh, grew up speaking English only. Um, We'll see where things go in the future. The world is very different today in terms of civil rights and so forth. Nonetheless, uh, we'll see what happens with Spanish. It's not clear exactly where things will go. Mark Lopez is the Director of Race and Ethnicity Research at the Pew Research Center. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you, Sasha. I appreciate it.